the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show. Michael Guido is my guest. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. Welcome to town. Thank you. Long time, man. I don't even know how to describe you, actually. So I'll let you describe yourself. It's a good. It's a good thing. A child of God, first and foremost, right? Well, it helps. My uh, if my wife was here; she'd have a better explanation. But I'm going to edit that. So yeah. uh, just basically, just uh, had a love for music at a young age. Played in a band, and and then got radically uh, saved in 1983, January of 1983. Yep. Came from a, a background of alcoholism and abuse and. A lot of dysfunction, like uh, we see in the garden, started very early for us. We don't have too far to go until we see the first separation and divorce and uh, brother killing brother and Cain and Abel. So I, I, I look at my life and I see everything through the eyes of Scripture that I'm, there's a way to identify our lives in Christ. Uh, I was raised in a Catholic, non-practicing home. and But through the process, I always had this stirring, so I went through a divorce and brokenness and through that. I came to a saving knowledge of Christ, and so always had a hunger, always went to Mass and wanted to be there, but just wanted to know about the person of Christ. So uh, in the process of pursuing uh, all the wrong things, met someone who introduced me to a church that was Calvary Chapel, West Covina, and uh, her brother was a pastor, and I got saved and radically turned my life around and put down my drumsticks, quit playing in bands, and uh, my bass player called me up and said, Hey man, you need to go to this concert. I took him to the concert and, uh, we, uh, talked about my faith and he was a pastor's kid kind of running and ended up, I said, you need to come to my church. And I said, you need to come. He didn't come, but he says, well, shortly after he said, you need to come down here to this band. And I said, no, rock and roll means sex and drugs. It can't be anything good. And it was the beginning of a band called Striper. And it went from there to Striper to Jarza Clay to DC Talk, DC Talk first, Michael Smith. So yeah. with artists, just traveling with artists and have a burden to see the culture change through art. So that's Well, that's yes. And and you mentioned the word pursuing as far as pursuing God. The minute one one thing people can know about you, pursue a PR ministry is pursuing relationships yes. is certainly a, yeah. a big part of who you are, but it's, it doesn't define who you are, but it's how God's used you over the years to to step into these artists' lives. Well, I think that's, you know, going back to how we met was through DC Talk days and pursuing you, pursuing me and pursuing and through the good and the hard and the ugly and really about our relationship and friendship, right, Timmy? We talked as we were going to get coffee, uh, just the hard things in life. And the longer I've walked with God, the more questions I have, but the greater confidence I have after some very hard things in our life to know that I can't exchange what I don't understand for what I know. I know God's love is unbelievable to carry us through the hardest tragedies, and we've been through a few, but he's been faithful. Yeah. We're going to get into all that. I also just want to—and even, honestly, 
this program's been on the air for about six weeks, and uh, already we've been privileged to have a lot of folks from all over the place, both on a national level, local level, uh, musicians and actors and uh, people, pastors, local ministries. Like a, a, one of the one of the kind of the credos or thoughts about the, you know this program is that each person's made in God's image, whether mm. they know it or not. Mm. And so the hope is that this program would reflect that by the diverse, um, you know, guests that we would have. And clearly Christian framework, we're not trying to hide anything, but there are even sometimes we'll have someone who doesn't know the Lord. Uh, my mechanic said to me once, like, I, I should come hang out with you. I'm like, okay, come on over. He's Jewish. And he's like, nah, your people wouldn't get me. That's what he, mm. <laughs> that's what he said next. Yeah, I said, nah, I put in quotations, but I think my people, yes. well, I think it's cool to come over. We don't have to, we're not arguing. We're just right. going to you know, communicate and have an opportunity to, to build a bit of a bridge there. So in any case, um, we have a lot of folks that we're working on having on, but as it turned out in Lord's plans, yes. he, uh, his wind sends you to Philadelphia and we got a text from you a little while ago, like I'm in town, like, why don't you come over? We'll, we'll do the show together. Well, that's kind of how my life's been. You know, it's like, um, I've taken fill out of itinerary at the end of the day and it makes sense. My daytimer makes sense when I fill it out at the end. When I was on the road with <laughs> DC talk, my roommate was Denny Keatsman, the tour manager. And he says, Guido, I start my day with every five minute increments marked out. He says, you start out your day in prayer. And he says, at the end of the day, your day makes as much sense as mine, if not more. But I do think it's, it, it offends me because we all want to be in control, right? Isn't that the issue from the beginning? Yeah. Lucifer said you can be in control you can know good and evil and god said wait a minute didn't i tell you you're perfect what what <laughs> what more could you have <laughs> perfect in paradise and we want good and evil so i think when we abide in that the tree of life there's just such a freedom and i think we we got to get outside the box of our religious format and understand what I'm saying, because pure religion is to meet the orphan and widow in their need. That's what we need to be about. We need to be involved in their community. Like you're saying, you're mechanic. Jesus hung out with notorious sinners. Yeah. It says in one translation, he hung out with notorious sinners. And you just look at the people that he called. He drew them through love. He showed up at the wildest places. And they were yeah. like, what are you doing here? That's true. Jan, yeah. you mentioned uh, on a side note, Denny Keatsman, uh, people may not know Denny, although he's a big guy. <laughs> but uh, if you've ever been to the Creation Festival, for example, Denny runs the ran thing. that thing for a long, long time. And you think it's a, it's no easy task to get mm -hmm. dozens of bands and speakers on and off the stage on time right. and and uh, and to keep that thing running. And he's, he's toured all over the place. So for him to say he's planned his whole day out, I do find that if I take the time right. to be with the Lord, it radically alters things. It's not, well, you know? I, I told my daughter once at a crucial age when she's going through the, the challenges of high school, I said, Jordy, just, just give God five minutes. Just give him five and watch what he does. If you just give him five uninterrupted minutes, and that's what I would challenge anyone. Like I tell guys all the time, I said, just lay in your bunk before your feet touch the, the, the soil or the, the, the bus floor. Just ask God. To just invite, invite him in. Just welcome him in. Thank him for the day. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. And just watch what he does. He'll open up opportunities and he'll open up the word. And, you know, even when you open the word, don't just open the word. Just invite him into that time. And he'll yeah. sit down with you. And just like a loving father that he is, I think that's one thing that uh, this generation is really pressing into. The loving heart of a perfect father. Amen. No one had a perfect father. No one. I, you know, the danger is if you had a really good father that you don't go to the father. 
And so I told my kids when I blew it one day really bad, I, my two boys, Jonathan and Michael, I said, you know, uh, I'm so sorry, guys, but you have two fathers. One's perfect, and then there's me. So <laughs> lean into the one that's perfect. I'll, Amen. Uh, I don't want to misrepresent them on purpose. But I'm Tim DeMoss. We'll be right back with more on Philadelphia's Christian Radio, AM 560 WFIL, and at WFIL.com. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Thank you, Philadelphia, for tuning in. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Michael Guido is our guest, uh, PR Ministries. We'll chat about, chat about that. Also, uh, it, he mentioned earlier as we were getting started, just been out in the road and ministering to a lot of the bands and artists as they tour. Uh, and as I've gotten to know uh, Guido over the years, in and out of different concert settings or just maybe even fly in for – a day or half a day just to pray and strengthen the troops. Right? Good stuff. Yeah. Philly family. That's right. Uh, I've gotten to know him, and I, I wanted to uh, – one reason I'm glad you can be here is because I know if I had to describe you in one way, it's really that you love the Lord. And so mm. what that, whatever situation that manifests itself, mm. that's – I know that we could sit here and at the end of the hour and say, well, we talked about this, this, and that. But uh, people, are, I believe, already have and will hear wisdom and because mm. you love the Lord and you know you're loved by him. And at the end of the day, that's whoever is listening to our radio station needs to know that, that mm. God made them and God loves them. And uh, that, that love will take different forms. Sometimes you need a kick in the pants kind mm. of love. Sometimes you need – but not in, a, not in a guilt trip way, just sometimes mm. like a good father will shepherd you if you're about to go off track, whatever it might be. Well, I think a lot of times what happens is it's not that a kick in the pants from our father. It's just we get kicked in the pants by the world. You know, we, we, we're outside the covering. You know, when your kids go off to college, they go off to college and suddenly no one's there to wake them up in the morning. Like I just shared with a school there with a John Karras that, you know, these kids that, that, you know, live with this image that we're going to be the one to shepherd them. We shepherd to a point, right? But how much we need to realize that, that God wants to give us, we want boundaries. We want to know the boundaries. But when we step outside that and we stop seeking counsel, suddenly the world kicks us in the pants. He never intended that. I mean, like we talked in the car, nothing evil can come from God or he's duplistic. He's not. There's no way he can't be good and evil. He is perfect. And his love is perfect. And it's humbling, Tim. It's humbling that you would say that of me because I want to love him more. And if I loved him with all that I had, it still wouldn't be enough for what he's shown me over 35 years of walking with him. I don't know, 1980. Well, it's getting close to 36 years. Yeah. But, well, let's, we'll hear that. Let's take a quick break. And then I'd love to hear a little bit about the Lord's work in your life. I know you mentioned your testimony is, is involved. We, I'm sure that we can hit some highlights. And, uh, and I do want to talk about PR Ministries and a couple other things that you were sharing with me before we went on the air about what the Lord has been teaching you. Michael Guido is our guest today on AM 560 WFIL. Maybe let's let's take it's going to be difficult. I know because right. God's done a lot, mm. but and you you alluded to it a little bit. Right. But maybe share a little bit about your testimony, uh, how God got a hold of you. Yeah, and well, just through yeah. the brokenness of divorce, I tell people it's like going through a, a a funeral every day, but the person doesn't die, and so there's a grief. And you and I talked about grief, and it's one of the real traumas of the fall. There's grief in our relationships. There's death to vision. There's death to loved ones. There's untimely death, right? And so in that, it really awakened me to the spiritual hunger since I was a boy. I got saved and 
radically uh, watched God bless my business. I was a tile contractor at the time, kept getting really involved. Uh, I was at church every time the doors were open. We'd take my oldest daughter, who was uh, five or six at the time. I go on a time away with her. She introduces me to my wife, which she had prayed that uh, we had both prayed that God would bring me a, a woman who wanted to share the same vision and love the Lord. And we would pray for her mom's salvation and it never occurred. And we pray, I said, God, you're going to give me a new wife one way or the other. Either her mom's going to come to salvation or you're going to open up the doors and bring. And so Celeste came into my life and probably has been the most humbling gift of a partner that I could ever have who shares the same vision. No woman would live the way we live by faith. We never know. We don't charge artists a thing. We show up and we hope they get the vision and some do and some don't, but we keep investing and we keep reminding them that we're here to serve and love them. And so it started with Striper and I'd use money from my tile company. I'd go on the road and never, you know, I'd buy albums, I'd start handing them out. And I'll never forget when I read, met Wes and Bill, Wes and Bill Hine from a non-Christian label. They're going, oh, you're the guy that was buying all the albums. I'd go into Tower and, you know, yeah. and uh, the big record company, Licorice Pizza, and I'd buy albums and I'd hand them out to share with people. While I was doing that on a cruise, I met her and got to lead her to the Lord. Striper, of course, uh, was, uh, I guess they were, they started, I remember when I was 19, a senior in high school, so 1984. And they had a number of albums that were on MTV, right? Uh, you know, big songs in the in the eighties back then. Where I guess "Free" was maybe their yeah. top number right, one right. song. Uh, um, they so I yeah, mean, they had they had many big hits on on uh, MTV and so forth. And so I would go out and I saw the need. I mean, you can't get to church when you're on the road two, three hundred nights a year, right? Or even as currently as uh, we've seen. So part of what you did was was going out with these bands. And providing spiritual nourishment, just right. Bible like a chaplain, study, yeah. And with that, says so pre-concert Bible study or just life. It on was the road. whatever. I, it's like I told people, you know, just want to be available, waiting on a moment. And so, what would happen is, was we would, I would just bring the gospel to them, and you know, because they're caught up in everything. And and what you find with artists, everybody wants something. They want tickets, autographs, backstage passes. So when I showed up, it was refreshing for them that I just wanted to show up and give. And yeah. so I did that for years. And then my tile company uh, grew and prospered when Celeste and I got married in 1986. And uh, God called us right at the height of the business. It had grown to an unbelievable proportion, had two and a half years worth of future contracts. And we laid it down and didn't sell it, just closed it. And we're called to Tennessee. Michael W. Smith said, bud, you got to get out and got to get out of that rat race in L.A. So we moved to where the leaves changed colors and we enjoyed the seasons. Yeah. And we've raised all of our kids there. And one now lives in Chicago. Our oldest one, who I mentioned, lives in L.A. She had three grandchildren. Um, our son, Jonathan. Uh, Nicole's in L.A. Jonathan's in Chicago. Michelangelo's in Nashville. Jordan Christiana in Nashville. And Danielle Rocky at in New York. All very creative. All... <laughs> All very humbling to me that God would trust me with a wife like that and a family like that. And yeah. at the end of your life, I told a major, I probably shouldn't mention his name, secular, when I was out with uh, Daughtry, I was on the road with Daughtry and the yeah. headliner asked me, so, so, you know, what do you do? And Chris said, well, he reminds me that my marriage and family is more important than my career. Mm. And I'd like to keep it that way. So in some cases, I'm a life coach and there may only be one believer there. Uh, and uh, just surrounded by people, like with Paul Jr. up in Orange County, New York, American Chopper. He's, you know, I just show up and just. 
be available for whenever we get a moment. He's a solid man in God, loves his wife, uh, got to officiate his wedding and be a part of his life. He's been such an encouragement to going deeper into the Word. And he never preaches on TV, but people have seen a change. And the show's back on the air now, and there's reconciliation happening, which is the foundation of our faith, is it not? Yeah. Reconciliation and restoration, Second Corinthians 5 is the very foundation of our ministry. Michael Guido is our guest from PR Ministries. PRministries.com? Org? Dot something. I don't know. <laughs> if you put up WWPR Ministries, it'll come up. Yeah. Well, pursue, it stands for Pursuing Relationships. And so your ministry, and along with your wife, Celeste, uh, you know, very intentional. Yeah. Uh, one thing I know I appreciated about you was the intentionality mm. Behind pursuing relationships, so whether you're on tour with these bands or artists like Michael W. Smith or DC Talk over the years, uh, it was this: I'm going after not because it's you, but believing that maybe you could speak to this too. How the Lord maybe would have us not just kind of let stuff happen, where right. I, I, led by the Spirit, but still I want to step in as opposed to uh, maybe next time. Kind of a thing. Even you, even you being here today. Well, that's what I was going to say. I, you know, the word pursuit. Uh, the one thing that we don't realize. You know, the love of lo- the love of the Lord pursues us, right? Well, the message translation says His love chases us. So maybe that's what we need to do. Um, realize that He's pursuing us like a like a father chasing a little toddler around, going, "I love you, kid. I love you." And now I got grandbabies. Which let me tell you, I'll start talking about Ave and, <laughs> and Odelia and Josiah, the one that went straight into the arms of Jesus. Um, has radically changed my life. And then three in California that we don't get to see as much, uh, uh, Sophia and Dario and Giovanna. But just got to give equal rights to all my yes. kids and grandkids. Understood. Right? Because that's really what's going to matter at the end of it all, Timmy. And when, as we share, you know, the things I talk with the band, is we talk about music. I love music. I was a drummer. I love music. I love art. Like with Paul, the creativity. If you ever watch the motorcycles he creates, amazing. You know, I love to watch some of these actors, the way they memorize lines. And, you know, like Lucas Kerr or my friend... Um, Paul Green, who's on the Hallmark, the Hardys show, and all these guys have all been down journeys of heartache and challenge. And but it's really about our friendship and building family and praying for their wives, and then touching a prayer when they get married and they have a baby, and you get to hold a answered prayer in their child. And yeah. and we 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 sometimes we go to church rather than be church. I just want to be with the family of God. So me being here today again, you know, the Holy Spirit using our good friend John Karras, the facilitator. Yes. Good stuff, Philly. <laughs> yeah, you know, in the city of brotherly love. Absolutely. <laughs> Brotherly shove, some say. But let's face it, you know, there's an important landmark here. In the seven churches, the right on church is Philadelphia. And here we are. The capital was Philadelphia. Let's yeah. remember God says, don't remove ancient landmarks. Yeah. And God will yeah. awaken the hearts of his church. And you, he's doing that. You know, as you're talking there, this, the, you know, the song that's been really popular in the last year or two, Reckless Love, Corey Asbury, and God's chasing us down. And, right. uh, you know, I, I, in addition to radio, I've DJed a lot of weddings over the years. And I did a wedding not too long ago on a farm. And the bride and groom were actually taking communion with their parents up front. So the, the service paused. And while um, – and they wanted me to play Reckless Love. So mm. the whole – and they wanted the whole song to play, even though the communion part might not take the entire five-plus minutes. And in the background, you could see uh, a, a larger lamb, whatever, chasing the smaller lamb. Like mm. – like, 
beautiful. Like I couldn't have scripted it better. These little lambs are kind of running away, and the bigger ones chasing them down in a nice way. But kind of come over here, come over here. Wow. And the imagery of God's love for us. Mm. You, you mentioned rede- redemption and reconciliation. I mean, that's the ultimate mission trip. From well, his love above. chases after us daily. And you know, one thing I love about music, you play that reckless love, you preach a sermon, and then you visualize it through the actuality of what's going on. You know, when, when I tell people some pastors have a hard time understanding the call in my life, well, very many do, but but I just feel that creatives are what God says in Zephaniah 317. He says, God is a warrior. He comforts us with his love, and he sings songs over us. So three natures of God. Number one, he's the strong, masculine, fatherly side. He's a warrior, the nurturing, motherly, tender side of God. He comforts us with his love. But the creative side, he, he sings songs over us. Before we were born, he was singing songs over us in the cosmos. You know, Michael Smith's uh, A Million Lights. They've proven in Nassau that these so- there's songs in the, in the stars. There's melodies in the heavens. Wow. I mean, so that's kind of what he was trying to get at with that. That whole album is just, just the melodies of life that are being sung over us daily. And, and, and again, let's not take ourselves so serious. Mm. Let's begin to enjoy the pursuit of God. Let's let God not only catch us, but wrestle with us like Jacob. He could have chose anything, but what did he do? He wrestled with them. Yeah. My boys, when I'd be on the road, they'd go, Jonathan, I go, Daddy, when you get home, can we wrestle? What were they saying there? I realized they didn't want toys. They wanted me. And when one son said, I miss your shave. (laughs) There's an intimacy that comes with that father. And yet the nurturing side of them at this age, they all go to their mother who just is such an unbelievable. Celeste has a way of nurturing that I don't have the gift for, right? Yeah. We'll continue our conversation when the Tim DeMoss Show returns on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. We are back. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. We are glad to have Michael Guido from PR Ministries in. Michael has uh, been walking with the Lord now for 35 plus years. And um, PRMinistries.com is how you can find out more about the ministry. I got to know Michael um, I'm going to guess 20-something years ago, I was doing music radio. I used to travel to Nashville for the charity golf tournament that DC yep. Talk and Michael W. Smith would host and help benefit PR ministries. Yep. Um, they did it for 16 years. Wow. We're hoping to re- revitalize it again, yeah. Okay. Well, I know there's a lot to your story. Mm. Uh, one aspect you did mention a little while ago, just so to clarify, as the Lord got a hold of you, uh, you had a very successful business that was growing, a tile business, right. and uh, you left that, yeah. didn't even sell it to somebody, just closed the operations, right? As right. Well, the verse kept coming up as I was – it kept coming up through the process of pursuing God. And my wife said, we're not going to have another baby in L.A. She just wanted to get out of that, and she fell in love with Nashville, and the Smiths were the only people we knew when we moved there. But – before we left, I was just like, God, I don't know what to do. And I really felt like the Lord said, clearly, don't put my name on it unless you're going to stay with it and manage it because it was known for the reputation. And God blessed it. And we were working with some of the biggest builders and, like I said, had contracts ahead of us and had 25 employees. Went from one employee to 25 and, and grossing uh, in quarters of three quarters of a million and just thinking that, oh, this is great. This is great. And I started getting to a place I guess it would be comfortable 
which yeah. I thought I can use the money from this. But God said, take another step of faith. And the verse kept coming up, I will give nothing to God that doesn't cost me something. And that verse, some theologians speculate, was a greater judgment than Bathsheba. Because when he did that, remember, this is King David who said, "I uh, some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but I will trust in the name of the living God. What did he do? He took a census. And so the Levites, yeah. you know, so he's trusting numbers. And, and yes. so the, the, the Levites offered him the sacrifice. He said, I'm not going to give anything to God that doesn't cost me. Remember when his soldiers came with a canteen of water, he poured it out. He said, yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I can't drink it if they can't. So there's a sacrifice. Obedience is sacrificial. Remember when he comes to Saul, he said, what are you doing making a treaty with the king, the king of the flesh, the king of the Philistines? He goes, oh, oh, oh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all. I'm going to give this all to God, all this gold. Because God doesn't want your gold and silver. He wants your heart. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. He, he, so you see that he said to him, obedience is better than sacrifice. But if obedience is true obedience, it's sacrificial, is it not? It's true. Because there's going to be something in the way that's going to offend your mind. Yeah. And so we, we wrestle with these issues. And, you know, right now I'm, I'm struggling with so many issues, Timmy, so many in my heart. As much as I know about God, I want to be honest with you. Um, I said this earlier, I, I've pursued God for 36 years. I, in many ways, know less about him, but I know more of who he is. Does that make sense? I, my knowledge is too, too finite because God is too infinite. And I think it's dangerous. My son, who struggled in the face, said, Daddy, you know the problem with a lot of Christians? They have all the answers, but they have no questions. He says, and he's a scientist, and both my sons were science majors, and my daughter's too, just brilliant. And they're, they're going, you know, when we have all the answers, how mm. small does God get when he fits in your brain? And so much of our theology, when we come to the unknown, you know, I believe in doubt. Uh, Oz, said, Oz Guinness said over the weekend, what a great statement. I believe in doubt. Mm. Jesus shows up to the doubter, doesn't he, in Thomas? He shows up to the doubter in us, and he wants to say, be at peace. Yeah. I understand. I don't understand why we lost our grandson. Yeah. But I refuse to give up what I don't understand for what I know. I know that Josiah is truly with the king of kings. And Josiah was a prince who went in at eight years old and did what? Cleaned up the temple and reminded him. Like one pastor said, how dirty is the temple when you can't find the Torah? By the way, the Torah is not some small little book. It's huge, big scrolls. (laughs) And so what God spoke to my heart, Michael, how dirty is your heart when you can't find a hope in my promises for you? And you're, you're talking about your grandson from two, right. two years ago. Yeah, now, right? he, he died in birth. And I, I told my daughter, Josiah's taught me more mm. about faith and trusting God as we approach his second birthday than all the study. And I've told guys before, the greatest theologians in my life are my wife and children because they drive me to the presence of God. They, the struggles of marriage, the struggles of life. We need to be honest about these struggles. These are the things that when we do, we break the strongholds of darkness. We start walking unified. We start seeing revival in our hearts, in our communities. And revival is a personal thing. Roy Hessian in the Calvary Road says, they asked him, when does revival begin? He, he asked these missionaries, which birthed the book Calvary Road. He goes, get on your knees and draw a circle around yourself. When revival enters the circle, revival begins. It's a personal revival. The Calvary Road is one of two doc, uh, books. My father-in-law, who's 90, really? who's going to be on the program this week. That's awesome. Uh, fundamental in his ministry as a, as a pastor around the world. And yeah. We studied that on the road with DC Talk. 
Did you really? Michael Tate brought it up the other day when I was talking to him about, you know, he's out with the Newsboys now. It's amazing the depth of what he's going after. You know, he looks at it as another opportunity to to serve God. And, you know, he's a pastor's kid of six and had a lot of tragedy in his life. And yeah. and we walked through stuff, but he's just, you know, he's going after the Lord, call for prayer and just wants more of God, you know, more of the reality of his love. I remember on a side note seeing Michael, it's been a while, Michael Tate, when he was with Newsboys, it might have been a creation a few years ago. You could clearly tell the maturity oh. uh, when he was speaking. And it's not a, against anybody else who was speaking in terms of the artist, but Sometimes the artists go through and they don't say a whole lot, and that's all right. They're just jamming out. But um, you could tell he wasn't just saying cliches, or you could tell he was reading God's word, and what was coming out was birthed out of time with God. When this is not what C.S. Lewis said. Remember in in Shadowlands, the movie uh, uh, portrayed by I forget the famous British actor, but the bottom line is what he's saying is grief is God's megaphone to a dying world. But he says it in the beginning, grief is called megaphone. <laughs> and then at the end with brokenness, after he loses his wife, he waited so long to get married. And he wrote the book of grief observed about that, that grief is truly God's way of getting attention. And in this process, through the griefs you've been through, Timmy, through what I've been through and your listeners, could it be that what God's saying, the grief is, that he never intended any of this. Like I said to you, my Josiah going straight into the arms of Jesus was not his idea. When he grieved at the tomb of Lazarus, could it be that's the grief of God over the fall of man? Remember, it says he groaned in his spirit. He said, Lazarus, come forth. And, and all theologians say he said Lazarus because if he didn't, every tomb would awake, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Got to clarify that. Yeah, just you, Lazarus. But when he did, here's one for the church. Who unbound him from his grave cloths? his friends. Let's be friends. Let's, let's walk together and let's start unbinding each other. Let's be honest in our conversations so we can get free. If we're honest in our conversations of struggle, we're going to see true freedom. And Oz did this whole thing on the weekend, Oz Guinness, about the greatest enemy to freedom is freedom. What he was saying is, like Paul said, don't use your freedom as a, as a cloak for vice that would entangle you in slavery again. So we can be careful with our freedom, that we would know that God longs to set us free, free indeed. Amen. Michael really? Guido is our guest in PR Ministries, uh, has for a number of years now been serving the Lord by helping provide services in terms of being just a chaplain and a friend, uh, godly influence on a lot of uh, artists that you may know of in the music world, uh, Toby Mack and DC Talk, Michael W. Smith and Michael Tate and uh, Striper and... Uh, many others, I'm sure, jars of clay. And you, you've been out to tons of places, right? I mean, over the years. Yeah, my kids asked me one time. I've never listed them. But all the people that were on Toby's Audio Adrenaline, all the people out of Eden, all those bands that were on his label. Uh, but on the secular side, Daughtry and then Paul Jr., P.O.D., uh, well, now P.O.D. is thought more maybe as a Christian, but I showed yeah. you that new video. Yeah. But the bottom line is it, it when someone says, are you a Christian – Tex Cobb, many fans in your town would know Tex. He's from Philly. Yep. You know, he's a Texan, but, but he trained here, fought for the heavyweight championship. Anyway, right. he said, you know, define your terms. Man. And I said, and he said, Guido, you must have a hard time. Why, boy, you must have a hard time defending <laughs> me as a, as a follower of Christ. I said, well, Tex, I said, you know the lint on the envelope? You're the lint on the edge of the glue of the envelope. <laughs> He's yeah. on the fringes, but he's there, guys. Yeah. 
Yeah. He calls himself Recovering Church of Christ. What, what just on a, a just for a note, note of interest, when um, when you got, I mean, not that you set out to do this, but I didn't really ask you this. Or you could share. That's a spe- very specialized field, mm. obviously. That has to be established by God. You don't want to be chasing anything in life unless right. God's leading it. But uh, how ha- how did how did that really get going and continue? At, at any given point, you're like, well, maybe I won't be doing this anymore. Or did have you felt like God's always been establishing? I want you doing this because the need is super great. Yeah. Well, I, I really think that a lot now. I'm 64, but I have what I feel like the heart of a 25-year-old in spirit, maybe not physically, but I just really wanted to follow after God. And I saw the need for these artists. And when I moved to Nashville, it kind of eventually, I thought I was going to keep running my tile company, and I thought I was going to start a tile company in Nashville. I have two, one in there and one there. And one in California. Then Smith, yeah, yeah, one in California. And, uh, and, and the Lord just really kind of closed that door. Um, but not without sacrifice. I mean, like everything went away, finances. I didn't know how we were going to keep our house, our cars. And there's been seasons of that. Um, it's been challenging because we've lived by faith. And like I said, God's always provided. But um, that's been the biggest challenge to try and offend my mind was, okay, that voice says, well, you're going to do this. Where's the money going to come from? Where's the provision going to come from? And so we've lived by faith and gone out and seen God open new doors. And so like when Paul Jr. came into my life, for instance, this is a perfect example. Okay. It was another season where it's getting ready to close. I'm in the prayer closet praying, and I've been offered a church. My wife's mom's dying of cancer, which was another grief we went through. Yeah. And um, she's willing to leave everything in our daughter's junior year, uproot, go to Las Vegas to work for a church that offered us a job working with this club. They were going to do a youth outreach. And I'm praying and I'm not feeling peace. And I go, Lord, just give me one person, just one reason not to go. The f- I had five minutes to call the director who was going to hire us. <laughs> the phone rings. It's Paul Jr. He goes, hey, Guido, what's going on? I tell him, he goes, you're, so that's great. You're going to go out there and I go, yeah, it's, you know, my wife's intrigued by having a paycheck, you know, every week knowing. And he goes, well, that's great. But what happens to guys like us? And that was it. That was the answer. So you had been ministering to him already? Yeah, I'd already been ministering to him by faith. And Tim Cook, uh, POD's old manager, had introduced me. And our relationship was really going deeper. I mean, this is a guy who the first time I met him had me stay in his house. Now, well, that's vulnerable. Well, on that on that topic, because you can, you can see things from different perspectives or different angles. Is there a a thing you not again? You don't put God in a box, and and God may do things you know one way with somebody and another way with somebody else. But on the topic of say regular paycheck versus just looking to do something mm. maybe that's not as clear like how it's going to work out, but right. feeling like it's a, maybe a godlier thing to do or the right thing to do. Mm. Did you have to, how do you sort through that kind of thing? Cause, I sort know? through it every day. Okay. Like being in the studio right now, if your listeners knew how I got here, like you said, it wasn't like this was planned months ago. Right. You called me a couple of weeks ago and you humbly offered our services as a chaplain, as you know, and I don't know if yeah. you want to talk about that, yeah. but that's very humbling that you thought of my wife and I to establish relationships because it's all about relationship. Well, our relationship, I was just going to call you, get with you and our friend John kind of facilitated. You should stop on the way by. And then, you you know, yeah. so literally each step that I've taken is, Lord, which way do I go? 
And that's not for everybody. We all are given different <laughs> levels of faith. And when it comes to that decision, like my daughter, she was ready to give up on acting. She went to four years of NYU School of Acting, Danielle, in New York. And so she's ready to lay it down. I go, Danielle, the way I've seen it is God usually comes in the 11th hour and 59th minute where she gets a call and now is a part of a, a big movie in, in, uh, in New York City. And it was right when she was getting ready to give up. But now she found out, I mean, she's doing 12-hour days, really grueling hard work. Yeah. But she's in the environment she studied and working on one of the biggest films, I think, of the year. I don't know. It's, my kids tell me. I, I, I watch movies, but <laughs> they dissect how good they are. So. Yeah. But I, I don't know if that answers your question. I, I would say to everybody, God's always saying, come up higher. He never said, Moses, come down lower, lower your faith. He said, come up higher. But, 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 but I stutter. No, 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 no. <laughs> come up higher. Okay, give half the blessing to your brother. I mean, it's like, don't doubt that God can do it. And so yeah. she literally gave her resignation. And then they called her and said, well, don't give your resignation yet. And when she took that step of faith, being encouraged to take that step of faith, God met her at her level of faith. And they called and said, you got the job. And now she's on that set. More on the way when the Tim DeMoss Show resumes after a brief break on AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Welcome back to the Tim DeMoss Show. Michael Guido is our guest. Talk about your wife for a minute. Oh, How, God. Well, <laughs> and the keep best. in mind, we only have a few minutes left, right. so it's not going to be easy. But right. because for anyone who's listening who's married and you're sorting through decisions, mm. how how has Celeste been with uh, – I mean, I know she loves you, loves the Lord. How has that been as far as not being sure where you're going to be tomorrow, the day after, the week after – and well, my board says they don't know how she's done it for this many years because, and truthfully, um, it is all God. But thank God she loves Jesus more than me because if she loved me, and I say for every couple when I counsel them for marriage, if I, I do a few weddings here and there, and I tell them, you know, the one thing you've got to realize, you, you've got to put your hope and your love affair with Christ because they're going to fail you, your husband or your wife. But my wife truly, genuinely, and her and Amanda used to have these studies with the women – Toby's wife, Amanda, while we were on the road all the way over in Africa one time. Mm. And they were meeting, and I had eight people in my home at the time, her sister, our oldest daughter, there were all these kids. And and here she is, not knowing where the next, you know, but we've seen God be faithful, even to this moment where we are. And through that hard time of grief, how God provided in a miraculous way, because obviously I need to be home and be near my daughter and be my family as we grieve. And but I, I think to answer your question in the short is it's like when God gives you a call in your life, you've got to remain close to him and you can't afford to just not pursue him. And again, I'm not talking religious pursuit. I'm talking about, OK, like Romans 8 and then the message. What's next, Papa? And that's what I said this morning. I don't even have a ticket booked home yet, which my wife reminded me you yeah. <laughs> you need to be home tomorrow. Right. Not sure what plane you're getting on. But she's been very, to speak of my wife, just her faithfulness, um, her faith has brought God's faithfulness. You know, I tell people, all God requires is that you trust him. He'll take care of it, but he'll honor your faith with his faithfulness. My wife, if she was here, and that's why I texted her, hey, is it all right? Because she would be telling me, you know, 
if she, she was here. Yeah, she would be kicking me probably. You're talking to me. <laughs> no, well, I, I know what I sound like when I have guests on. And my wife reminds me. She's a gift yeah. in my wedding band. It's James yes. 117. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And that's the story I, I haven't really shared in the air much. I, it's a time mm. for another time. But I, the real nuts and bolts of it is I used to be – I used to chase – girls around a little bit i mean it just there's some element to you know figuring out who you mm. like and dating a little bit there perhaps but um i i had been through a situation where i realized like this is not healthy to keep just thinking about different people date that one but thinking about that one and mm. i asked for god's provision and i wasn't asking for someone specifically at a specific time i was just kind of confessing like this is when i'm married i, I it's not gonna be like i'm married now i'm still thinking of other people i need to be whatever right so god Got three weeks later, I wound up wow. meeting the woman who wound up becoming my wife. I did not know it at the time, but she. I feel like when you laid it down, God said, "Okay, you want to put this in my hands? Okay. Be specific." Well, yeah. so I'm going to give you a woman. She's going to be from another. She's not going to be from uh, Pennsylvania, not, not Montgomery County, not PA, not the U.S. We're going to go overseas, and not just like a big city, but we're going to go to a small, relatively unknown part of Brazil to show you that this is not someone you could have ever picked for yourself. This is not somebody you could have provided. And she's my best, best critic friend. and friend yeah. and everything and helps me as well. So. Well, that's why, you know, God is a God of details. And when you are specific in your prayers, he loves speci- specifics. Because I tell singles, write down what you want in a husband or wife and watch what he does. Yeah. He's bound to lead you to the right path. Michael Guido from PR Ministries has been our guest. Thank you for stopping in, my friend. Thank you for having me, bro. What a blessing. Last, what a blessing for last me. word of encouragement to the audience. Half a minute. Well, <laughs> I, I just would say I was reading a verse this morning, and it, it really is about God leading our path. He said in in the, the uh, Psalms, he says, I will hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing you and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I'll advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug at you, pull you along. Just come, come with me. Amen. Relax. Psalm, that's Psalm what? what from which Psalm? Uh, 32, uh, Psalm 32, 8 and 9 in the Passion Translation. Amen. Brand Amen. new translation. If you want to find out more about Michael Guido and the ministry that he has, including his wife with the different artists and folks and being a blessing out in the road, it's prministries.com. Don't go anywhere. More conversation is on the way. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL. There are a lot of things that I enjoy about being here day to day, and that's one of them. Playing a song every now and again is good too, like this classic from DC Talk, In the Light, WFIL. First John, chapter 1, verses 5 through 9, classic from DC Talk, and In the Light. I believe that was actually written by Charlie Peacock, well-known producer and recording artist, among other things, who appears near the end of that song, a little cameo as well. 
The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoy the program, one of the things, just a quick reminder, feel free to let someone know about it. We do have podcasts of our programs as well at WFIL.com. You're welcome to help yourself. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.